Welcome to Level 33, a podcast that explores a path towards better living. My name is Kim, and I started this project as a way to share my journey towards wellness, self-love, and purposeful living, and in hopes that it may inspire others along their respective journeys as well. Follow along as I share lessons learned and continue to curate ideas that support the harmonization of mind, body, and soul. In a time when we know our astrological sign, as well as our attachment and flirting style, it's no wonder that during this era of self-knowledge, we are finding even more ways to connect with ourselves and with others. One of the coolest recent discoveries on my end has been exploring and learning about conflict resolution, more specifically fighting styles. Like most tools that render a profile, trait, characteristic as a result, keep in mind that this is just a snapshot, meaning that it can change and should be used as insight to better understand yourself and others. With that said, Be cautious and wary if you find yourself using such profiles as a tool to avoid accountability. Have you ever been in the middle of an argument with someone and catch yourself reacting to how they are reacting and losing complete focus on the actual issue at hand? Let me paint you a picture. You're fighting with your partner. He left the kitchen a mess. You bring it up. And now you're fighting about how it seems like he doesn't even want to talk to you about this and how he doesn't even seem to be listening to you. Suddenly, his tone, or choice of words, or lack of engagement is upsetting you. You are now upset about the dirty dishes and the way that he's reacting. Well, I'm here to invite you to join me in the spectator seat. Take a moment and imagine we're sitting in stadium seats with a good view of the fight below. Down below in the arena is your past self and the last person you had a conflict with. From our vantage point, let's dive into the different fighting styles, how to tell what kind of fighter you are, and lastly, how to use this knowledge to your advantage. Much like Fight Club, we should start our discussion with one common understanding, a rule or guiding principle that we can return to. For me and for purposes of this discussion, let's define a relationship. The purpose of relationships, whether platonic or romantic, is a connection built on trust and safety at a minimum. The converse has you asking, one, is there a relationship where there is no trust? And two, is there a relationship where there is no safety? But Kim, what about things like common interests and like sense of humor? Yeah, that's great, but what's the point of common interests and laughter if you don't trust or feel safe around the other person? I'm asking you, what are the base ingredients that if you take away, there is no relationship? Now, this may be different for you. This might even be new to you. And if so, I encourage you to explore this further. But for purposes of this episode, let's use the definition that I provided. A relationship, at its core, at its minimum, is a connection built on trust and safety. A connection is a bond, a cord that connects two people together. You see, when we fight... When we have conflict, this may result in feelings of disconnection, and suddenly we become so aware of the literal and figurative space between us. What divides us, what separates us, is likely what we are fighting about, and generally not about the other person. But it's hard to keep that in mind when we feel less linked 
to the other person. And here's the thing. I don't believe that a good relationship is marked by the absence of fighting. In fact, the strongest friendships I have are the ones where we had to overcome conflict. Sometimes I think people are so quick to say, on to the next, because they are uncomfortable with confrontation, with conflict. On the other hand, there are those who are in complete denial of conflict, and you don't want to be in that camp either. And I know you've heard it either from your own mouth or from someone you know, and although it may not have been explicitly said, but it goes something along the lines of, and I quote, our relationship is perfect. We never fight. We never argue. We never have conflict. End quote. Do you know what I hear when someone says that to me? I hear, I'm lying to my partner, or I'm lying to myself, or, and or actually, I'm probably lying to you. You see, here's the thing. The strength of a relationship is not measured by the absence of conflict, but rather the party's ability to overcome it. The Gottman Institute released research supporting the finding that conflict resolution is one of the most important relationship skills. Now listen, understanding fighting styles will not prevent fights. It is not meant to prevent conflict, but rather it is a tool to help understand yourself, the person you are in relation with, and hopefully bridge that gap that divides you. This concept is not new. And most recently, it has been addressed by Jay Shetty in his book, Eight Rules of Love. But even 10 years ago, relationship coach Bruce laid the different fighting dynamics down in hopes to assist couples to better navigate fights. Essentially, this is different branding, same product. And although this has been spoken about in the context of romantic relationships, I think everyone would benefit and could apply this idea to any relational dynamic. So let's go over the two most common fighting styles. You have the venter or the hailstorm and the hider slash the turtle. And neither one is right and neither one is better. The venter, as Jay Shetty dubbed it, or the hailstorm, as Bruce dubbed it, is the person who finds comfort in immediately hashing things out. If you are a venter, you likely want to express your point of view, whether that is laying out the facts or sharing your frustration, hurt, confusion, and or anger. This is also seen as the hailstorm because like a hailstorm, there is a sudden increase in outward expression and it's quick and it's fast and it can be very overwhelming. Too much of it and it can be destructive. You are likely to default to this fighting style if you identify as someone who is solutions-oriented and would rather resolve an issue immediately. Perhaps you engage in excessive dialogue. You might send long novel texts. You might call multiple times. You might leave a very long voicemail. You may tend to seek advice from friends, coworkers, and partners when you cope with stress. You tend to talk out problems for extended periods of time. You may describe yourself as extroverted, Or you may prefer to work in groups and like to collaborate and communicate often. You may even be overly focused on the facts at issue and sometimes disregard the emotions involved. Here's something to keep in mind. Your desire to resolve and express your emotions may force the other person, 
especially if they identify as a hider or a turtle, to withdraw. You may be accused of being needy, controlling, possessive, emotional, and or dramatic. If this is you, here are some things to consider and ask yourself. 1. What is driving your immediate need to find a resolution? 2. What is your comfort level with conflict? 3. What are you afraid of? In other words, how does a pause or a timeout from a fight make you feel? Some people feel this overwhelming urge to be heard and fear of being misunderstood. Like an internal dialogue that says, I need to let them know how I feel. I need to explain my side of the story. Surely they'll see it my way. Something along those lines. And four, how can you honor yourself and grant yourself an audience to be seen and heard if you're dealing with a hider? Does that look like confiding in a trusted friend or journaling or talking out your thoughts to yourself in a voice note? One thing the venter or hailstormer should keep in mind is that you may benefit from giving a little breathing room. The more you push your emotions, thoughts, ideas, solutions, the more you may be pushing the other person within. On the other hand, the hider or the turtle tends to go inwards. The more you withdraw, the more the other person might hailstorm or vent. The turtle is the person who goes quiet, who withdraws, the hider who goes within like a turtle when it retreats into its shell. You are a hider if you know you need space to process. You may go quiet and need to regroup before continuing. You may not feel the immediate need to respond. You may be more introspective. You may prefer to journal as a form of reflection. You may describe yourself as introverted, thoughtful, or empathetic. And you may likely prefer to work alone. You may also play the role of a listener. In a fight environment, you may be accused of being cold, withdrawn, disconnected, stoic, aloof. If you are a hider, maybe get curious about it and ask yourself the following. One, am I hiding as a way to avoid? Two, is there fear associated with expression? Three, am I uncomfortable with messy emotions? If you are dealing with a venter, recognize that they want to find a solution and find comfort and safety in having things figured out. Although you should honor your need for space to process, a great way to meet in the middle is suggesting a time to reconvene in the future. This gives the venter the assurance that they will be heard and allows space that the hider needs to properly process, honoring both types of fighter, creating a space of safety, creating a space of trust. If you are dealing with a hider, it's important to remember that the hider's need for space does not mean that they don't care. Oftentimes, venters who fight with hiders complain that their hider just doesn't care enough and that isn't generally the case. I personally identify as a hider. I've learned through a lot of introspection that it stems from a combination of one being uncomfortable with conflict because I wasn't modeled safe conflict resolution growing up. So exploring safe containers to address conflict is at the forefront of my personal development at the moment. 
And two, perfectionism associated with the expression of my inner world. Recently, I got into a tiff with one of my best friends and actually had to call a timeout mid-talk. Something was said that triggered me and I asked for a timeout. I remember saying that I needed space to process and that I would reach out when I was ready. You see, I'm lucky that I have relationships where this is feasible and my friends are always encouraging me to share tools and express insights that might help. And I recognize that this isn't always the case for everyone. So quick shout out to my friends who give me the space to experiment with all of these new tools, all of my new learnings. Um, But I also encourage every single one of you guys to create that safe container with those that you trust as well. Because the more you practice this, the easier it gets. I do know a few people off the top of my head where the simple request for a pause would send them spiraling into a line of questions or a lot of follow-up texts, the need expressing their need to be heard and seen, and then it becomes a fight of the fighting styles, um, which is exactly what we're trying to prevent here. Anyhow, when we reconvened a few days later, I chatted with this friend about the research I was doing around this topic, and she shared that in our relationship, there was no fear on her end that this relationship was over. Or in other words, and I quote, I knew you were coming back. There was no inkling of abandonment. End quote. This leads me to think, how many of those who identify as venters or hailstormers, hailstormers act so from a position fueled by the fear of abandonment? I don't have the answer to that, but what I can say is that all of these fun diagnostic personality profiles, they're all linked. They're all related. They all come up in different ways, and they shouldn't be viewed in a vacuum. Your attachment style is probably and likely related to your fighting style. And the goal is to use this knowledge to help better navigate conflict to ensure that conflict isn't exacerbated because of a fighting style, so that the energy can be preserved to solving the issue at hand. So I urge you not to hide behind your diagnosis, but rather use it to your advantage, and maybe use it as a launching point for self-discovery. Because at the end of the day, the more you know about yourself, the more authentically you can show up for others. And that's all I have for you today. We went through the different fighting styles as well as some self-explorative questions. I hope this episode helps you reflect. I hope it reminds you to not take someone's fighting style personally. I hope it gives you a bird's eye view of conflict. Perhaps it inspires you to take that pause. Perhaps it helps you realize that understanding the role we play in conflict is powerful. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Level 33. You can make sure you're up to date with new episodes by subscribing to my newsletter. I write a little love note with each episode, and I make sure to link additional sources related to the episode topic in the newsletter. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and or rate the show. Your support is greatly appreciated. You can also support the podcast by following me on Instagram at level underscore 33 spelled out. Until next time, stay kind, stay curious.